Welcome to the Health Admin Life Podcast. My name is Brooke, and I'm going to interview special guests to explore the vast career opportunities in health administration. Whether you're a clinical professional, a corporate worker, a student, or a patient yourself, this podcast is for everyone. Get ready to be inspired. Hello, current and future healthcare leaders. Welcome to the Health Admin Life Podcast. My name is Brooke, and today I would like to welcome you all to the second bonus Q&A episode. So on Instagram, I sent out a survey to find out what your pressing questions were for this week and how I can help answer them. So the top three questions include how to get an employer to pay for your master's degree or find scholarships. Second, how to determine if you should get your doctorate going into health administration. And third, the type of person that you should be going into health administration, whether you're an introvert or extrovert. So let's see for the first question. How can you find an employer to pay for your MHA, MTH, MBA, or MS in the related field? I would say there are a few different strategies. You could you could ask your employer, um, are they willing to pay for a master's degree? But these are the steps to consider. So first, I would definitely do some research on companies that are offering tuition reimbursement. Some employers do offer this off the bat into their compensation package, uh, and you can check to see what their policies are and if you're eligible. Next, I would actually network with professionals in the field. So attend industry events and conferences to really meet people in the field, in health administration, um, and find out if there are companies that they work at or if companies they know of have these educational benefits or tuition reimbursement. And Specifically, let people know that you're interested in pursuing a master's degree because once they know you're actually interested, they can do some research for you and really see, okay, um, how can I help? So I would definitely do that. Additionally, I mean, something you could do is check job listings. So for job listings in your field, um, whether you're going on LinkedIn or you could say you go on Indeed, check to see if that job description includes tuition reimbursement in that compensation package because you'll know off the bat um, if they offer it. And you might not be looking for a job, but I would say just do this because you can really see what you could be getting and uh, even negotiate with your current employer. And lastly is negotiating. So if you really want to stay with your company negotiate with them, see if they're willing to pay for a master's degree. But the important part is really making a case for how this degree will benefit not only you, but also the company. So you want to be prepared to discuss how you're going to balance your responsibilities and be successful in your coursework to help both you and the company. Remember in this whole process though, it's going to be competitive. I mean, they don't want to just give money away, but it's important to start early and really be proactive in your search. But you're also probably wondering, okay, if I can't get my employer to pay for my master's degree, then what? And that would be applying to scholarships. So getting a scholarship at a school you're applying or even other orgs can be really competitive too, but there are a few chances and different opportunities to increase success. So first would be researching scholarship opportunities. I would say start by researching online on what's available um, and specific words I would look into would be HIMSS, MGMA, ACG, but also look at specific schools um, and these programs because they can offer it. And even after, let's say you've been offered a place at the school, always ask because if you don't ask, you're not gonna get. 
Um, but specific steps are making sure that you are eligible for that scholarship. Make sure you highlight your achievements. Make sure you have a strong application and follow up with either that um, that talent team or the person you're applying um, to get that scholarship with. And remember, this is also very competitive, but you might be in a better place than you think because not everyone applies. I think it is that misconception because I was even at this point, like I, I thought, okay, knowing who I am, can I be eligible? Like, am I, should I even apply? And you know what? It's worked out for me because you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So I've definitely been, um, been successful in some areas. For instance, I reached out to the, um, the school I was applying to. And after I received that offer, I, I, sent a really amazing letter and requested compensation and they met my needs. But additionally, I have applied to different orgs. Like I have applied to HIMS, I applied to ACHE's uh, competition, their essay competition. And I was able to get these kinds of scholarships, which are fantastic. And for, um, for again, if you're, <laughs> if you're on the fence, I say just apply because you never know what's gonna happen. But make sure you put in enough work and talk to other people. Make sure they review your materials. For the next question, question number two is, should you get your doctorate going into health administration? To answer, answer this, it's really important to understand what a doctorate in health administration is. And a DHA prepares someone who's really going to do that senior level leadership or want to teach in education. So if they want to teach at a college and some skills you'll gain is obviously health administration, strategic planning, um, even healthcare policy, some research methodology, methodology, and then healthcare leadership. The DHA degree is often for people who already have a master's degree and who are really interested in advancing their careers. This program is about, I would say, three to four years and includes different coursework, project work, and even a dissertation. And once you have your DHA, you could go into senior level positions within healthcare systems, consulting firms, government agencies, um, and other, other institutions. But you're probably wondering, okay, is it actually necessary for me to get a DHA or can I just get my master's degree for the industry? And to answer that question, it's really depending on your career goals, but I would say a master's degree is perfect for anyone who's wanting an entry-level or mid-level position. Again, more and more I see entry-level positions that require an MHA um, because if you think about it, you're working with so many different professionals. You're working with many staff across the whole organization, and it's, and it's usually people who have had years of experience who get more mid-level position. So it takes some time. Um, but these kinds of programs make sure that you're prepared to go um, and go into health administration, have finance policy and leadership skills. And you could go into many different organizations, whether that's hospitals, clinics, nursing homes, even consulting and other things. But the programs are usually two to three years. And that third year, if they require it, is usually a fellowship or residency. So they help you with job placement, which is fantastic. Um, but ultimately, if you're deciding between a DHA and an M MHA, it really depends on your goals, the positions you're um, interested in, and your aspirations. But make sure you do your research on any of the programs you're applying to. And 
for my next question, question number three is, should I go into health administration if I'm an introvert or extrovert? So whether you're an introvert or extrovert, I would say health admin is great and has so many different roles for different type of personalities and people's strengths. So some things would include for introverts, some positions include health information management, healthcare consulting, healthcare policy and data analysis, as well as healthcare IT and technology. So first with health information management, this role involves managing patient health records and ensuring they're accurate, up-to-date, and secure. And you usually do this work behind the scenes, but you have to be strong, uh, detail-oriented. So introverts, it's it's great for you, but again, great for extroverts as well. Healthcare consulting, this one might be on the fence for both of them. You definitely don't have to work patient-facing or like senior level facing all the time, but you do have to work in teams. So some of the things you will be doing is conducting research, observations, analyzing data, and then presenting your findings. Additionally, healthcare policy or data analysis is really looking at regulations, um, again, with data analysis, doing those observations and giving a recommendation for improvement. But you need to make sure that you're interpreting that information visually and making sure that your client really understands um, the output of that data. Lastly, for an introvert is healthcare IT. So again, this is great for introverts because you could be working more independently, um, working with electronic health records, EHR systems, uh, telemedicine, um, and it could be done behind the scenes, but you need to have that strong technical skill. As you work your way up, again, this could be, let, let's say, a manager position. This is when maybe you could get into that extrovert side where you have to be working with teams a lot more and making sure that you have those good communication skills. So even though a lot of these first four positions I mentioned were for introverts, you're going to need strong communication leadership skills regardless going into health administration to be successful. But you're probably wondering, okay, what about extroverts? So with extroverts, some positions include health services management, healthcare marketing communications, healthcare human resources or HR, as well as quality improvement. So first with health services managers, this is like the operations side of the organization working um, at the top level of departments. You definitely need that strong communication and leadership skills. Now you could be an introvert, but you might not always thrive. So next for um, the next position, this would be marketing communications. You're definitely going to be working with different teams. You need to be able to network. Um, and again, great for extroverts, but for introverts, you do need to be able to use a lot of digital platforms to be able to communicate if you're interested in this. Additionally, human resources or HR, also known as this involves managing and staffing. Um, also could be training and developing employee skills. So you definitely need interpersonal and organization skills. So this could be a good fit for introverts and extroverts. Lastly is healthcare quality improvement. This is something I truly love. And this is really developing strategies to improve patient outcomes. And you definitely need to have strong critical thinking and problem solving skills. Could be good for an introvert, but you need to make sure you're able to interpret and analyze information. And ultimately, whether health administration is better suited for introverts or extroverts really depends on 
the roles of the field and the organization and your personal strengths and preferences. So you want to find a role that aligns with your strengths, regardless of being an introvert or extrovert. So I really encourage you to reflect on what you're good at and think about things you're not so interested in to make your decision. And if you're still like, okay, Brooke, I'm struggling, I would recommend taking a personality or strengths test because these can really outline what you're good at. And I would say one specific resource would be the Clifton Strengths Finder test. But on that note, that is it. I hope you really enjoyed this second Q&A. Make sure you check out Spotify and Instagram weekly. I usually request um, your questions and so that I can answer them on bonus episodes like this. But I do want to thank you all for listening. If you would like to listen to more episodes, make sure you click the link in my bio at Health Admin Life on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors, Riverside and Anchor by Spotify.